every day on the big show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We have breaking NBA news. Gordon, uh, the NBA Players Association, according to ESPN, as well as the Athletics, Shams and Woj, the NBA PA has has approved the 22-team return format for the NBA, according to sources. Uh, all 28 player reps on the call approved the NBA PA's vote, Gordon. So yet another step, and this has been this is a big one because it's been difficult for Major League Baseball in particular, but we're moving forward day by day. Yeah, that's uh, no big surprise there. I expected that to happen, but it shows that uh, everybody's on the same page. So I'll tell you, in this day and age, that in and of itself is an accomplishment. It is. It, it is. So. And and that's a big deal. And, you know, the the uh, uh, hopefully the players were able to voice whatever concerns they had and come came to some sort of consensus that it would appear that that's the case if all 28 reps uh, approved. So yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, big news in the NBA. Uh, coming back eventually, Gordon. Uh, But let's get to a little what's going on. We do it every day, uh, usually at this time, where we uh, play highlights, the big news, opinions across the Zone Sports Network. We get a chance to react and comment. Let's start with Riley Jensen, of course, the former Aggie quarterback and our good friend, was on with DJ and PK this morning, and he's talking about uh, how he's coaching people through all the troubles in our world right now. Well, the, the, the social unrest is just kind of starting to reveal itself. There's been both people in the corporate world and athletes that I've talked to just in the last week about it. Um, it's, it's, we, are, we are living in some interesting times. We are living in a high anxiety situation. And we're living in a situation where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of um, expectations that have kind of been um, changed. And so... Working with those people has been really, really interesting. And I, one of, one of the things that's been really interesting to me is just with the COVID-19, I put together this mindset leadership conference and speaking to some of my African-American friends who are now coaches, it's been interesting as we talk to each other, how much, how much we learned in the locker room, how much we learned on how to get along with each other and understand that, that we we're all the same, right? And and there's there's one in particular interview with um, Coach Ricky Brumfield from the University of Virginia who played with me in college. And this is before George Floyd, right? And before some of this, this social unrest really started kind of um, uh, revealing itself again. I wouldn't say that it's that it's that it's all brand new. And we just talked about how he was from New Orleans and I was from Salt Lake, and how. We really learned to appreciate each other because a lot of the a lot of the things we wanted were exactly the same, and how we wished that a lot of people were able to have 
the same sort of experiences that we had and that we were able to grow and progress with each other. And so that's, that's where it's interesting right now is it feels so divided and I, and I really do wish I could go back with a lot of people or if there's one wish that I could give a lot of people is to go into a locker room and yeah, there's fights and yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different personalities and races and cultures and all kinds of stuff. But man, we seem to be able to figure it out in that little microcosm of a locker room. And I think it, I think it's kind of encouraging to me. I think we can figure this out, but gosh, it's still, it's still, there's still a lot of anxiety out there, and I think there's a lot of people that are worried about some different things. Uh, Gordon, great, uh, great stuff from Riley right there. But I think that uh, maybe ties into something that uh, you've hit on a couple of times so far in the show today, Gordon, is that uh, maybe sports can play a role uh, because sports has played a role. And uh, it is, you know, if we're talking about team and working together, you know, it's a good personification of those things. And for those reasons, I think can be an example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly right. And when uh, 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 the uh, head of the NFL Players Association, Demory Smith, was uh, wrote that letter to his to the association to all the players, that's essentially what he said: that we can be an example of, of a quote a more perfect union, uh, playing on words there, but. It's it's right. I mean, it can be done. And I think when people personify it in the flesh, then hopefully others can observe it and say, hey, what's the matter with that? That looks pretty good. I like I like Riley Jensen, man. He's He's got great thoughts on a I lot agree. of different things. Yeah, I terrific agree. stuff. Uh-huh. Smart dude, but I, I, what I appreciate most about Riley is he may be one of the, like, he has a really positive perspective on things, and I really yeah. appreciate that. Talking, just t- having a basic conversation with Riley is very uplifting, even when, you know, talking about some difficult things like we we just heard him talk about there. I've always appreciated that about him, and we've known Riley, or I've known Riley. Well, you and I both going back, uh, what long uh, time? Six, Sixteen, seventeen years. I mean, and, and he's really all, always been that way. Has a really great heart, and he's a really good communicator. So I, I interviewed certainly... Riley when he was a backup quarterback at BYU. If you can believe that, then he went on to Utah State. But he's a smart dude, and I, I don't know we're not best buds. I mean, I don't know everything about Riley, but he's a guy that if I needed advice, that'd be a good place to go to get it. Yep. I would agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, let's go to college football and Josh Parcell, who was on our show yesterday, Gordon, talking about the consequences if some schools uh, are not able to play football. Oh, it would be dramatic, guys. Uh, I mean, that's been well documented at this point. I mean, the the money that these football programs generate for not only their athletic department, but for their university and the role that they play in enrollment. And um, that they're just a vital part. They're the lifeblood of a lot of major schools, particularly power five schools. And if that money just disappears into the night, you're talking about major ramifications, which we've already seen. We've seen schools cutting sports, cutting non-revenue sports, varsity sports and, and scholarship athletes. Uh, suddenly without a sport to play. Now, as far as I know, those the players that are playing now, will, they'll still have their scholarships honored, but they came to college to play at that school, and now it's been taken away. So football supports that. Uh, I know ESPN ran a story a couple of weeks ago that reported that it could be up to a $4 billion loss 
if college football isn't played this fall. I mean, there's just a ton of money in the television revenue and obviously the game day revenue from, from tickets and booths and uh, or suites, I should say, and obviously alumni donations to the school. But you, you run the risk of losing a lot of that. It, it could have long-standing catastrophic ramifications for college football, and, and it could change the very foundation of college athletics if it were to happen. You know, Josh, you brought up something there that I, I hadn't really given that much thought to, and that is the possibility that certain players will not want to play. That uh, yeah. maybe maybe some students won't want to go back to campus. I wonder, I wonder if that will be uh, a very, very tiny kind of uh, uh, group of players or whether that's something that could – and how, if you're a head coach, how do you handle that? Well, I would hope that the, the coaches put the players' health first. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know any specific cases now. I know they exist where there are players around the country who have pre-existing conditions. Now, look, the, the numbers have told us that 18 to 22-year-old kids are among the least susceptible people to this virus assuming that they don't have pre-existing conditions, but what if a player is a diabetic? What if a player is a cancer survivor? What if a player is an asthmatic? I mean, you could go through a ton of, I mean, I could go through all, all sorts of stuff. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know all the different types of underlying conditions that exist, but if a player has an underlying condition or if a player has a family member who has an underlying condition and they don't yeah. feel comfortable playing, that's, that's within their right. And, you know, imagine for a minute just, I mean, just hypothetically, what if Trevor Lawrence didn't want to play? I mean, does, does Davo Swinney honor that? Does Davo Swinney try to change his mind? I mean, that, that becomes a very difficult decision. Real quick, for a lot of coaches, I don't know. It, we haven't heard stories yet of players speaking up, uh, mentioning that as a possibility. But I have to imagine that, that, that that conversation has been had in some households where those underlying conditions exist. Uh, we just haven't heard about it publicly yet where it's become a big story. But if a, if a prominent player decided they didn't want to play and put their, their family or friends or, or themselves at risk, um, uh, the coaches they better allow them to do that and, and even if it comes at the expense of winning football games. Yep. There you go. That's uh, Josh Parcell. He was on with us yesterday here on the Big Show, Gordon, on 97.5 and uh, and 1280 The Zone. Can I bring up a, an interesting byproduct we've seen uh, so far with this thing and people kind of having frozen budgets and that sort of thing? Have you noticed that uh, in college basketball, we didn't see nearly, uh, if any, I mean, can you think of any, Gordon, firings this year? Where universities are are not apparently not going to pay those big buyouts because they don't know what their future's going to look like and have not <laughs> pulled the trigger on firing coaches, isn't that? I heard uh, I think it was Scotty and Hanson and Jay Catch talking about that today uh, a little bit, talking about uh, how maybe you know they were talking about Larry Kraskoviak, but maybe his job's a little safer because it's not a real good look to go paying those big time buyouts right now when the future of your budget is at stake. How about that for a byproduct? The coaches' jobs are actually protected because of this. <laughs> that would be uh, – so if the purse strings are a little tighter, you think? Well, oh, I mean, man. if the person – like if, if there's no football and the catastrophe happens, you know, then I don't think coaches' jobs are going to be safe because we're talking about extreme – you know, circumstances and emergency provisions and contracts and those sorts of things. But right now, while we're just kind of frozen to see what will be, it's interesting because we just haven't seen 
the the firings that we're used to in Division One college basketball. I mean, how much of the 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 coaching scene do you think turns over every year, Gordon? Ten percent? Uh, that sounds a little high, but uh, yeah, well, I, I was kind of thinking of a, a round number, eight, seven percent. I mean, yeah. how many D one coaches have actually been fired so far this year? Uh, I haven't paid that close attention to it, but I haven't heard about that many. Like you said, certainly, certainly not Probably, very many high pro- profile ones. I hear more about programs being uh, punished for their indiscretions. Oklahoma, uh, indeed, indeed, and we should get to that uh, coming up a little later on in the show because there's some. Uh, some college basketball programs that are probably a little bit worried about the judgment <laughs> handed down for Oklahoma State today. Yeah, you think the yeah. the temperature is a little warmer in Tucson today than it was yesterday? <laughs> and it's always hot there. It is always hot in Tucson, but today just a just a tad bit warmer. Let's do one more real quick while we're in what's going on. In fact, we can get to that Oklahoma State uh, story coming up next, Gordon. Uh, but let's get to one more clip here on what's going on. This is from Hanson Scotty. Here's uh, uh, Cougar tight end Matt Bushman uh, talking what he needs to do to improve his NFL draft stock this season. Yeah, so, I mean, the biggest things are just to be – more of a, a physical blocker. I mean, I think I've improved throughout my career, but instead of just kind of getting in front of guys, and now I just need to be able to just be more physical with that. Um, and also, just in the in the past game, just continue to be a, a consistent receiver. Um, some things that I've really been working on is just like my, my releases when when I have guys pressed up on me just to be more physical and have better technique with my footwork so I can create more separation and just not have guys holding on to me and kind of like plastered on me from the get-go. So those are some of the things that I've been working on and I think it's it's been good to, uh, to learn some more about technique and be in a better position for this coming year. Matt, I'm really curious about when you guys returned on June 1st. Kind of walk us through the return process. You know, Scotty and I just reported on this Alabama story where Alabama brought 50 players back, five tested positive, but before they saw the test, they allowed all 50 to be together out on the field, and now there's some cause for concern and confusion. Walk us through how BYU handled the return to the facilities. Yeah, so we have... Four groups. Um, BYU said we can have no more than 30 people in a group. Um, so before we started up, we had to get, if you were out of town for, I don't know, if you're just like at home or on a little vacation, before starting up, those people had to get tested for the, for the virus. And then once you tested negative, um, you're able to participate. So... I was out of town. There's some other guys that were out of town. So we got to start up. Most people started up on Monday. Um, the people that had to get tested started up on Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, it's been pretty serious. We go in and we have, like, a checking station. Um, they ask, take a temperature, see if we have any symptoms. If we don't, we're good to participate. Um, the strength staff has been really cautious. I mean, we all have a, a rack in the weight room, so we're all distanced far away, not like far away from each other. And after each group is finished in the weight room, they all just BYU employees or st- like administration people that come and and clean off the 
the dumbbells that we use or like just each person's rack gets kind of sterilized so that it's good for the next group so I think you do a good job being cautious and yeah I, uh, I don't think anyone's really worried about All right, that was Matt Bushman, BYU tight end on a couple of different subjects right there. But an interesting look at uh, BYU's return uh, to um, off-season workouts, Gordon. Yeah, it's interesting to hear him talk because don't you get the feeling from Matt that he really thinks these things through? (laughs) I don't know. does seem thoughtful, yeah. (laughs) I hope he doesn't think too much. Go out and smash, uh, smash, uh, play a little smash-mouth football, but... uh, has to work on the blocking and uh, some other things, separation and whatnot. I mean, he he came on the scene in a dramatic fashion a few years ago, and it'd be uh, it'd be nice to see him sort of uh, be able to fulfill his potential. All right, we are here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. You can also check out their location in Salt Lake City, 1967 South, 300 West. Tom joins us once again. And, Tom, we are talking about once-in-a-lifetime deals here at the warehouse today. We've got California King adjustable bed deal that will not happen again. Seventeen ninety nine for the base and a solid mattress. If you want split mattresses, it's nineteen ninety nine. But this base normally is twenty two hundred dollars a side. It's as nice as you can buy. I want to know what you think about this love seat. This thing is incredible. The leather is just soft and plush. It reclines just beautifully. I like its power recliner. Very nice. $599. Can't believe it. There's only five of them. They'll be gone this weekend, so don't hesitate. If you're looking for something, if you want a new recliner, come look at the love seat option because it's going to be cheaper than a recliner at that price, and you can sit with your significant other and maybe hold hands cuddle maybe even put your ankle on her ankle or whatever whatever uh you whatever know, it may fancy be. i see yeah it's perfect for that might i am it is extremely was, comfortable that was g-rated that was g-rated you okay. did a nice job there had me nervous for a minute how about this uh leather italian leather sofa love that's a 4400 dollars set Reclining for recliners. Yeah. It's got a console. So, you know, beautiful. Gordon loves those beverage holders. He does. How about how about we we'll do something crazy today? And I w- didn't have this plan, but we're going to do it for nineteen ninety nine. All right, impromptu. I like it. Boom. Look one step over. How about that big sectional? Okay. That has four recliners, cup holders, the whole deal. Thirty nine hundred dollar deal. I'm going to boom that out today. Boom. Seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. And don't forget the Queen adjustable bed, motorized adjustable bed with a gel infused memory foam mattress. Four ninety nine. Incredible. That's the best deal in the country. Come see for yourself. Eighty six East University Parkway, nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West in Salt Lake. Tom will catch up with you later on in the show. There you go. Our friend Tom from the warehouse. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone.
important is it to you that that opener remains in place against Utah? I got to imagine that game has supreme importance for you. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us really want that game to stay, and we we want another shot. I want my last shot at, at Utah, and I know it's it's one of the if not the biggest, one of the biggest games for everyone on our team. And yeah, we're really looking forward to it. So we hope that whether it's on time or delayed a little bit, that we can still play University of Utah and uh, give them our best shot and see what we can do this year. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live today, Gordo, at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway down here in Orem. Hanging out in Utah County uh, today, but don't forget about their Salt Lake location as well, 1967 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Gordon, I think uh, for a couple of years now, which seems weird to say, uh, we've been wondering what is going to become of this FBI investigation into college basketball. How far will it go and how will the NCAA react? Well, we found another piece of the puzzle, I guess, today with uh, what happened to Oklahoma State. Uh, Real quick, just to catch everybody up on the news and then I want to get your comment on it, Gordon. The NCAA Committee on Infractions today placed Oklahoma State's men's basketball program on three years of probation and banned the Cowboys from playing in postseason tournaments next season. The penalties are a result of a level one violation involving former associate head coach Lamont Evans, who was sentenced in June 2019 to three months in prison for accepting between $18,150 and $22,000 in bribes to steer players from South Carolina and Oklahoma State to certain agents and financial advisors. He also got hit with a 10-year show cause penalty. And uh, there were some other details to the punishment. But basically, uh, we're seeing uh, the NCAA react to something that was unearthed from the investigation. Yeah, I mean, when you start talking about some of these penalties, that's different than getting a slap on the wrist, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, these are these are pretty severe, I would say. So, I mean, I wonder, yeah, the question is how far will it go? How... You know, I I wish this reminds me so much of that period of time when when sports were absolutely inundated with uh, with uh, performance enhancers. You know, it just seemed like you didn't know you knew it was somewhat widespread. You didn't know how widespread the cheating was, uh, to what level it reached, uh, and and who who you can feel good about rooting for and who. When they do well, I mean, how much hypocrisy is going on? How much uh, behind-the-scenes uh, underhanded stuff is going on? I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. And I don't know whether we'll ever fully know uh, how much of this is going on and to what level. But I, I, I guess we want the truth, don't we? Or do we? Um, do we want to know? Do we want to know whether Zion Williamson really was being paid boatloads of money? Do we want proof of that? Do we want what? Do we want Mike Shishovsky to get in trouble for that? What, what do we want? What do we want? Oh, Gordon, I well, we could start with we want college basketball coaches to stop committing fraud. We could we could stop we could we can start there. Uh, we can start with moving some of this stuff above board. We can start with, 
you know, uh, getting to some of the root causes involving the shoe companies. And if you want to broaden it out further than that, you know, root causes like hangers on to uh, young athletes who even middle schoolers who show potential. And all of a sudden people see a, a payday way down the line and latch on and navigate this weird underbelly of sports. I mean, again, that's that's such a broad question. Um, but I, I, you know, I've told you this before. I, I think if if we hold people accountable for breaking the rules and breaking laws, then in this case, then maybe fewer people will be t- tempted to do so. But I don't know. It's a, it's a problem without a, an immediate solution. Yeah, when you get the FBI involved, it's a different matter. But what, how limited is the NCAA in trying to keep all this tamped down? They're as limited as as they want to be. They'll find what they want to find if they want to find it. Here, here's my question. Can I can I throw a question your way? Sure. Because this uh-huh. is what I I am fascinated to see. Okay, there were a few schools that were specifically caught up in this FBI situation. There was Arizona. Uh, there was Kansas. There was Oklahoma State. There was USC. And Gordon, what am I forgetting? Auburn. Is that where Chuck Person was? If yeah. if memory serves. Uh huh. Okay, so to see this happen to Oklahoma Well, that's State, where he played. I'm not sure if that's where he was coaching, to tell you the truth. I but think that's where he was. I, I'll, I'll Google it. I don't, I don't want to mislead folks. But uh, we're, we're seeing Oklahoma State get punished. And Oklahoma State is a, a good basketball team with a good history, but I would not call them a blue blood. I Didn't they just see lose the, like one of the top recruits in the country on account of this? I think so. But yeah. they're, they're, I want to see what happens to Kansas – and I want to see what happens to Arizona. Yeah, I want to see what the NCAA does to the money makers. Are are you are you consistent in what you say you stand for, or are you not? I I what's that old saying, Gordon? You would know better than I would. Where uh, North Carolina cheats so hard that Davidson gets punished. What is it? I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I want to see them. I, I think what happened in North Carolina is ridiculous, that they were actually inventing classes to pass their athletes yeah. and yeah. and got away with it, essentially, scot-free. I mean, the, the hypocrisy of that is, is astounding. So in these pre- present circumstances, you know, punishing Oklahoma State is one thing, and I think they should. I mean, we should not be accepting bribes for any reason. That's that's not legal in this country, let alone uh, under NCAA rules. But what are you going to do about the two elephants in the room? I yeah. mean, if you look into some of the stuff they have Bill Self on, on tape saying, it, it would be really hard to come away with the conclusion that he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can't prove it in a court of law, but I dare you to read that stuff and come away thinking like, oh, yeah, he had no clue. Okay, you know what so I mean? So, so what do they do to Kansas and what do they do to, to Arizona? That's what I want. That's what I want to see. So if it, it goes, if this swings around uh, the blue bloods, as you were saying, how will, how does, how do sports fans react to all this stuff? Does, has it limited your interest in college basketball on account of what goes on, what seems to be uh, going on. And if this is just the tip of the iceberg, then, uh, you know, I guess if that's the case, then I wonder if if college basketball fans will start to peel away. It's almost as though the NBA, at least that's it's clean. We know what it is. We know what guys get paid. We know what they do on the court. But there's not all this behind the scenes uh under the table stuff going on 
So uh, let me let me put it this way, Gordon. I, I think there is a segment of sports fans that don't care. I, I do believe that. And probably in this case, a lot of Arizona and Kansas fans that, that don't care. But I, I would think that a lot of fans do care about the way that their universities, universities that they root for do their business. And, and has anybody for a second had a, a, a thought or, or a sympathetic thought for the one cyclist competing in the Tour de France in the, the mid-2000s that wasn't doping? <laughs> anybody have sympathy for yeah. that poor guy? You know, uh, the guy who's he doing was, it right. He was, finished, uh, he was finished in 159th. It, but but we all feel bad for him, right? Okay, here's a guy trying to do it the right way, and he's in a world full of guys who aren't, and he, he finishes 159th as a result. You know, for those folks out there who want their programs to do it the right way should be outraged because this is encouraging bad behavior and sets an uneven playing field outside of the parameter of the rules. That's that's the part that gets me. I want it to be as level a playing field as possible. And I don't like certain individuals getting so much praise, so much recognition for how great they are when it's dirty, you know? I know if everyone's dirty, then okay, at least that's now it's more level. But are you we know, ever going to really concede to that? We're not yeah, going to operate I don't know. under I, I, that. I'm just telling you that I it bothers me when I see coaches that are propped up by the networks, propped up and promoted by various broadcasters out there, saying how great they are and how wonderful they are, what great coaches they are, what great leaders of men they are. And, and they're, they're paying their players in order to get them, in order to be that great coach. Or that's, what t- I, that's what I don't like that. I, I, I want it. It's not even it's not even the pragmatics of what's exchanged that bothers me as much as how uneven it all is. And that <laughs> what Jerry Car- Tarkanian said is true. You know, like you said, there are nine nine uh, teams out there who are cheating and the and the, the one that isn't is in last place. But that. that 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 should offend your sense of fairness, Gordon. And I I agree with you certainly, but this is, it also should offend you. Like in this certain circumstance at Oklahoma State, this assistant coach was taking illegal bribes in order to manipulate the futures of his players. Yeah, yeah. To uh, steer his players in the direction of maybe not what's best for that player, as far as representation and management, and those sorts sorts of things go, but what managers and agents are putting money in that person's pocket. That should also be very offensive to us. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. We'll have uh, more coming up next. A Mountain America market update straight ahead. Howard Beck at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Jeremiah Jensen at 5. We're live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone live from the warehouse here in orem 86 east university parkway 
It is time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is Mark Cabanilla with us on the big show. Mark, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, we appreciate you jumping on. Tell us uh, uh, what happened in the markets today. Yeah, today was quite an interesting day. Um, the, Dow Don- the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually jumped 829 points to 3.1%. Um, it's a crazy day. S&P 500 grows 2.6%, and the NASDAQ actually reached an all-time high, advancing 2%. So a lot of this rally on Friday was after the unexpected surge in the U.S. jobs. So the U.S. added 2.5 million jobs in May, which is the largest on record. So you know, a lot of people are going back to work. Uh, so we're really happy about that. So it was, it was a great day in the market, and um, it was wild. Do you con- do you expect continued volatility, or are is are we seeing uh, positive after positive after positive signs so that uh, folks can feel a little more confident? Yeah, you know, I I, I think I would. I, we're going to see probably a little bit more volatility just because things are still a little uncertain. But I mean, the jobs the jobs numbers were great, and a lot of analysts are seeing that they're going to continue. Um, you know, heading that same direction. So at least over here, we're we're pretty positive on the outlook, and it's looking closer like a V recovery, um, just a sharp recovery. And, you know, it was really, really steep, obviously, which is wild. Another number here, the S&P is only down 1.1% for 2020. And at one point during this year, it was down 30%. So it's come back just really sharply. So pretty positive. Yeah, good. Well, Mark, we appreciate a few moments of your time. Keep up the good work. Yeah, no problem. That's Mark Cabanilla with us from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. All right, Gordon, we've got uh, Howard Beck coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour uh, for your daily assist. And I'm sure that uh, Howard will be encouraged uh, by the NBA and the, the direction that they're headed to return to play. Yeah, I'm really curious to know some of the details about how it's going to work. Uh, just little stuff like who's going to be there? Who's going to be encouraged to be Who's going to be invited to be there? You know, I mean, they, I... One thing I don't want to see is piped-in crowd noise. Come on. Well, Austin, not... Austin posted a thing. Uh, are they considering Austin using, what, NBA 2K crowd noise? Yeah, so 2K, every time they put out a new game, they go to each stadium and record what the ball sounds like bouncing on that team's floor. They record some crowd noises, some PA sounds, and make it as authentic as possible in the video game sense. But it seems a little bit hokey, doesn't it, to, to yes. put it into an actual game? Yes, I think so. It it does seem that way to me, but I don't know. Maybe it, it's something we'd get used to. Like we were talking about the other day, Gordon, the, the, the laugh track. People seem to enjoy that with their sitcom television. No, they don't. That's, that's passe, man. You, Nobody wants that You didn't that like anymore. Cheers? I just, uh, whatever. That was, you you don't didn't like it. Seinfeld? You know, I wrote about this. You don't see that much anymore. 
You know, they, they dump that laugh track these days. They don't have uh, that. They call it the laugh box, where you sit there and push a button, and you, if you want guffaws, or if you want chuckles, or if you want. I just, come on. That's all uh, manufactured. I don't want that. My my wife, one of her favorite shows is The Big Bang Theory. It just came to an end like this past year. It was like the biggest show on television at a laugh track. Yeah. Yeah, well it's it's the exception to the rule now. You don't you don't see it that often anymore. Okay. Somebody said right. they somebody said they took the laugh track off the Big Bang Theory just to see what it would look like and they said it was kinda awkward. Yeah, it was me. I told you that on the, the air jokes like a couple that, of weeks ago. Because the jokes aren't that funny. Thus, the laugh track improved the show. It was the biggest show on well, TV. It, it was number better. one. Uh, number uno. Yeah. So well, why are you I so opposed you, that the crowd noise wouldn't improve the I, NBA I did, product? I did, I did a study on it, and they say that uh, the uh, comedies now have dumped the laugh tracks. They're not doing it so much Except anymore. for the most successful one? Because it had, they had to put that in to make it funny because it wasn't funny otherwise? And it worked beautifully. <laughs> Look, it was number I one. Wanna, I want to see NBA basketball. I want to see the talents on the court. I don't want to see canned booze or, or cheers. or hey, Come on. You don't really, you're not really uh, in favor of that, are you? Uh, I don't think so, but not because of your logic. Ain't nothing but the real thing, baby. Come on, give me the real thing. And if there isn't any real thing, then do without. All right, joining us now, we are live at the warehouse. We'll talk to Howard Beck coming up next, but we're in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. And Tom is with us once again. And Tom, we're blowing minds. Hey, I had a customer just come in and bought a 13-inch gel-infused hybrid called the Serenity. Sweet. Clayton sold them. They talked to me for a few minutes. They were at our competitors. The basic same mattress is $2,200 here at the warehouse, Boom, $799. Wow. You want to put an adjustable bed with it? I'll give you a PB575. That's just a model number. Right. Sounded technical and important. It wasn't. But across the street, that base for a queen is $2,200. The mattress is $2,200. So what's that add up to? $4,400? Never do math on the that's, air, but I think we got that math one. math even Gordon could do on the air. <laughs> yeah, I followed Sorry. it. I followed Sorry, it Gordon. How about seven ninety nine for the mattress? And we'll give you the base for five ninety nine. Wow. So Tom, twelve. Uh, when, when you're selling yeah, right, stuff, twelve when, when, you're, when you're selling something like that at a quarter of the cost, uh, I mean, customers must be grateful. We have a lot of wonderful customers that uh, won't buy anything without checking with us. And you know, Gordon, Jake, you, you know, when you walk in here, we don't pay a designer a hundred thousand dollars to make beautiful settees. And beautiful experience when you walk in to go, ah, but we have a warehouse. We try to keep the overhead low so we can pass the deal on to you, but you're going to find the name brand. In fact, we're one of the oldest Ashley dealers in Utah. We have everything that Ashley makes except for what they call home store exclusives. But come in, I'll give you Benchcraft, which is as good or better than a home store exclusive. And we are cheaper 
every single day, some days, some items, 60% cheaper. Wow. Take advantage of it. Check it out for yourself. 86 East University Parkway. In fact, Tom, I've seen you show customers other stores' ads. Here's what it is. Here's what they advertise for. I've got a deal coming. I talked to you off the air. Yeah. I'm going to do some stuff next week that you just blow. I'm going to print out off the internet the exact model. And I'm going to be 70% cheaper. Wow. All right. You got to find oh. out for yourself. Hey, 86 hey, East University Parkway. Jake. Jake. If yeah. Tom wants me to come down there, I'll design his store for him. I'll, I'll do it for free, man. I and, and it'll be beautiful. Well, have your daughter or your wife, and then it might turn out okay. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just getting cheddar yellow walls, and he's going to call it a day. Hey, oh, when are man. we going to see you? When this, When's this deal going to be over, Gordon, so we can see you? Oh, I'll be down there sooner or later. I don't know when. I'll let you know. You're the man. All right. 86 East University Parkway, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Howard Beck joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.